What's popping, friends and oh fromelons? Um, oh I hope gosh. you're having a great Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Um, I hope it finds you well. If it doesn't, <laughs> guys, suck it up, bro. If it's 6 a.m. and you're screaming in people's We yeah. don't know that for sure. Hey, <sighs> welcome back to a brand new uh, podcast. It's the Takeaway Table. Or now known as, as the Table Talk. We have a new guest this episode. Come on. Who you? What you do? Hi, everyone. My oh. name is Jin. Wow, that's yes. a familiar voice. <laughs> uh, no, you're not listening to the radio right now. Yeah, otherwise, uh, people know me as Jinny Boy. You know there what? You table go. talk sounds like what gangsters do. Oh boy. Like they sit down what? in corner to corner and be like, hey yeah, man, uh, let's talk. do the table talk now. Yeah, I was like, okay, lawyer. Be oh. hmm? Yeah, you're speaking from experience. Uh, no, 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 Table talk. Actually, we didn't know that. Like, oh, you did I had no idea. No, I, thought, I, thought you, I thought you named it table talk just because like, hey, it's funny because like, you know, you have two people across each other and from like, the table yeah oh no I no. feel like that makes this a lot more badass now <laughs> now we got we got some street cred right now Whoops. yeah cause like, you, like your set is beautiful you've Aye. got like the light from the top it looks like very moody it looks like like you know if I were to change it up a bit this could be like right. an interrogation scene right now it could be the sides. We, we need the light detector hooked Jim, on you right you now you are the first person who's tall enough for so you see the speech bubble it actually looks like it's coming out it your head look, nah, this is what we wanted it to be you're the only <laughs> person who we invited <laughs> yeah. who's able to reach that level really? yeah. Congratulations. Oh my god. So like if you if you actually watch it on YouTube right now, it looks like I'm saying ta. Yeah, yep. everyone's exactly. saying ta. But no, but for everyone who uh everyone who's listening in, you you definitely know the voice of Jin, uh otherwise known as Jin Boy on his YouTube channels and everything he does. Um we have him we have him in the studio today because we're gonna talk about some uh some spicy things. I think tea is about to get spilled today. Oh I don't know, I'm just saying that for fun. Uh, okay, let's make that spill tea now. It, it, make, it no? makes everything uh not on the tables, but yes. <laughs> So, Jin, no stranger. Yeah. Uh, we literally grew up listening to you as Legit. well. Legit. Damn, I not, sound so no, not that you're, old. No, I think you were just really young when you joined Radio, You had right? a great no. start. I mean, I think like a lot of people tend to think that I'm still like 27, 28. You do have a ageless vibe. Uh, oh, yes. I, I would like to think that. And I, lo- I love, the, I love yeah. the fact that people think that, but I'm actually 45 years old. Are you serious? You're not loud, dude. No Shut way. your mouth, man. <laughs> Everybody's like, looking at me like, ah, like, stupid there was a bit idiot. Of like, is Talk that real? Color, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, look, I, I started... Uh, no way, are you serious? No, I'm not serious. Oh I'm my kidding. God. But, uh, but... I'm a bit of a scared <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I... I actually, funnily enough, this was something that I didn't think that I would dabble myself into again, initially right? again. <laughs> but um, the whole thing started when I was in college and I was probably flunking uh, courses after courses. Oh not, not really flunking, but you know, like I didn't really have that much passion. In yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not called flunking if you didn't give you 100%. What did you, what, what did you study? <laughs> okay, so after SPM, which yeah. my results were horrible, by the way, you can go mm. check out because I posted about it. People laughed. <laughs> I, I did. I, did I made failures uh, feel like they were <laughs> distinction, oh <laughs> distinction achievers. That's all you need to know. I got, oh, I got English for maths and, and English. Uh, sorry, I got, see, I, I, got can't even, I can't even speak for me. English for English That's how math. bad I am. I got, I got A for English and maths. It's all that really matters to me. Yeah, BM is B. So I'm very proud I got B. Yeah. It's actually pretty, it's actually pretty tough. To be honest, yeah, BM stuff. So, um, I think after that, uh, my mom wanted me to, you know, go into the whole sciences and whatever. Yes, not. She yes. wanted oh. me, I wanted to be a pilot, okay? Okay, okay, okay. My mom okay. wanted me to be a pilot because pilot number one can fly around the world for free, the mother can yes. tag along, okay? Yes. Yeah, you have really pretty, you have a beautiful <laughs> long list of menu. I mean, I mean, you have uh, a, you have beautiful girls to choose from yes. to be your girlfriend, okay? Right, right. And then, you know, my mom always say this thing, you know, you study hard, make a lot of money, girls will like you. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, that's the okay. equation, okay? Um, it's not yeah. bad though, it's so funny because of that, by the time I was like 28. 
<laughs> or 26. I was making money, but girls didn't like me. Oh, okay. no. I'm glad that Michelle- <laughs> But did you study hard though? Yeah, I did. Okay, I did, okay, I did. Okay, okay so, so I, I did, I studied, I studied, I, I, I tried to apply for piloting and stuff like that. Yeah. Nobody got back. So obviously they'd be like, oh, shite. Um, should we, should we kind of name drop who didn't get back to you? Yeah, Singapore Airlines, obviously. All right, obvious so, reasons, SIA, oh. we're looking at you. I don't know why you didn't pick him up. It's, it's, it's your loss anyway. Never actually, to actually, I can, I can answer that. Like, I think I applied during the SARS period. I see. <laughs> yeah. So it could the timing could have been any better. I to mean, be honest, I think no one got approved. Yeah, that probably. Season. Especially yeah. when you're coming from another country, right? Okay. Yeah. The other Fair stars. enough. So yeah. since piloting was a no go, what do you end up actually studying? Uh okay, so my mom told me to study um like, you know, aeronautical engineering. Whoa. So very like, like oh cool, like aeroplane. Huh? Things, yeah, everything yeah. aeroplane. Yeah. Everything. That's right. What's this you know flying obsession? <laughs> I, yeah, I know, okay. Like when I was young, I loved aeroplanes. Right. I think every okay. model that I had, um, my uncles bought for me, stuff like that. I would arrange it all in my room. My room had no posters, only airplanes. Wow. Yeah. So I'll look at, I'll fly airplanes, I'll whack airplanes as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a very, uh, it's a very simple in. Chinese yeah. joke that we want to throw out, but okay. you did it yourself. <laughs> no wonder you started the wrong airplane too much. <laughs> okay. But okay, I think, I think that's, that's a really, a really great Bro, hold on. We still don't know what he studied. Yeah. Uh, okay. What did you end up studying? I ended up studying marketing and PR. Oh. oh. Where? Uh, at Curtin University. It, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was more of like a spur of the moment decision where I, I said that, you know what, what the hell am I doing? Why am I relying on people to make decisions for me? I should, I think I should go out and just like try kind of like want to do whatever I want to do. But then you did. the right. thing is like when I was kind of trying to look uh, for what I wanted to do, I was working part time. Yeah. Cause you know, I was broke. So yes. I was working, I was working as a, a events, you know, events, event, event companies, right? Uh, I was working as their coolies basically for the lack of okay. a better word. Yep. There was this company called Dream State and the first person that hired me was Kelvin. I still remember his name. Hey Kelvin, shout out. No, hold on. <laughs> Are we, we shouting out the story? Yeah, we don't yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, he's a great guy. Okay, Thanks Kelvin. Thanks Kelvin. Yeah. All love shout to love to you dude. He's bald. Um, okay. And okay. He is, yeah. And he's a TV host as well. Okay. Okay, okay. cool. So one of the first um, jobs was an Alan Tom concert. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Music and that there's this guy called Hacken. Hacken Lee. Ah, I don't know how I know that. Don't ask me why. Yeah. I, I, so I, I was there and right. my job wasn't with the stage. It was to- um, Be behind stage. To, not even behind stage. Like, I was supposed to build all these flyers and all those inflatable balloons. Okay. Oh. That had Chinese words in them. Okay. Yeah, that's supposed <laughs> so to- So you yeah. build them. It not like so install them you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had yes, I oh had the freaking gosh. pump and wow. everything. Shucks. Okay. You name it like the typical coolie job. And then uh, when the concert was happening, I couldn't understand what was going on on stage. But then I saw this guy took like this huge ass camera mm. with a big ass lens and started taking pictures of Alan Tham. And I, he showed me the pictures like, wow, this is freaking amazing. Yeah. How much is this camera? He looked at me. He's like, ah, uh, this one can buy a cancilla. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, and that's that's where that's what got me intrigued into photography. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually not in photography, actually stage, stage, stage lighting and stuff like that. Right. But you know, like, like, uh, what I'm doing today is, is, is a lot of different, different, like people has basically influenced me to do whatever I do today. But radio, mm. okay. Like for example, radio, mm. radio was a complete accident. I was there at the right time. Someone did something wrong and I was then supposedly I was wow. there and they had no one else to choose. They're like, Hey boy, come on. Yeah. Hey boy. Come here. So how? Oh, that's a bit. Um, you want to do a radio or not? I was like, uh, did he offer you candy as well? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Boy, you know my left pocket is something in here. Crazy. Okay. How old were you when you jumped on as a radio DJ, DJ for the first time? I was twenty-three years old. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-three years old, not knowing what to do. I literally uh, normally right. Okay, let me tell you the process of trading in radio. You would go in. 
uh, you would. Tra- I know, I know, I know, I know about this because Ma- you know Maggie. Maggie has actually come yes. to my station, and I've trained mm-hmm. her before. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, Maggie. um, then you know, she went off to another station. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy. Yeah, it's, it's not. not a, easy, a lot of people think it's very easy. It's not. And Maggie worked really, really hard. By mm-hmm. the way, uh, shout out to Maggie because Maggie, like, when wow. I was training her. They judged her too soon. And after when she went to fly and I heard her on air, I was like, damn, who's this girl? It's Maggie, yeah. It's mm. like, oh damn, it's Maggie. Oh Wang. damn, it's Maggie. And I was like, straight away, I was like, hey, you know what? Hits, you guys, you guys kind of missed out. Oh, Maggie Wang. Maggie Wang. Yeah. Hey, Maggie Come Wang. On. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh you would probably train for at least like three months, four mm. months. Yeah. Right. Uh, three okay, I would say one month, then two mm. months, then you go on air live. Yeah. Right. Before that, you do recorded shows over the weekend. Yes. So I did it all in one week. Because they needed someone so bad. Oh shucks. Yeah. yeah. So they put me in the most like not listened to time slot, which is ten to one. And then uh before you know it, they gave me the night slot, which was eight to twelve. And that's prime time. One of the prime times. Yeah, one right? of the prime time. Yeah. And, and and I I was doing that night show and I yeah. loved it and I brought whatever I loved uh when I was studying in Australia on the show, which is YouTube. Yes. And yeah, I do yeah. remember you brought YouTubers onto radio. Yeah. That was something that I remember when you when the YouTube phase was kind of kicking off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, uh they, number one, YouTubers were a lot more accessible. Yes. And uh compared to like the standard traditional uh, MTV celebrities. Uh, celebrities, yeah. 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 I mean, like um, I mean, um all these superstars from MTV or all these international superstars, they're yeah, they're hard to get, but when you get to know them, they're no different from you and I. Yeah. Uh most of the time it's their management who's making them seem like divas. I was gonna say the managers are the ones that had to like yeah, get you, yeah, right? Yeah, because my yeah. wife used to manage some of them and yeah. <laughs> and Shout out. First-hand experience. Yeah, and she has to protect their interests. Right, yes, but, but but there are some international stars who are divas as well. They'll yeah. come to you and say, I don't want to do photographs. And then you have to be the bad person to tell people, I'm sorry, he's tired and blah, blah, right, blah, all this bullshit. Right. Yeah. So if you guys ever hear Jin say, sorry, he's tired, you know. It's not him. You uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, saying for on behalf of a guest. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. On behalf of the guest. But people think DJing is simple. It's not. We've been to actually we've been to hits when you guys were there as well. Yeah. Uh, these guys are multitasking four things at one you time while it. being live on radio. You have to entertain yeah. your the tr- guests. The training you, is real. You, you, you have to remember what's next. You're also mixing and looking at the clock time. On you the guys are also kind of editing what you it's recorded at the same time, yes. right? So oh the main gosh. the main uh, two things about radio. Uh, uh, I'm not sure whether it's changed now, but back then, uh, the main two main responsibilities of radio is number one to sell the music, and number two to keep time. Yeah, mm. and you know when when the clock strikes toot, toot, eight o'clock, it has to be eight o'clock. Yeah. And you, yes. as the radio announcer or the disc jockey or whatever, not uh, is responsible to make sure that everything is all on time. Yeah, sometimes you know songs will overrun. Yeah, and you have to delete songs. So you that that is your job. The morning oh show is uh, basically made to entertain. Yes. That's why you have the gotcha calls. Oh, God. <laughs> gotcha calls. <laughs> and stuff. Um, the gotcha calls. We'll talk so, about that in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> morning, morning show is made, made to entertain and entertain, and then the rest of the day, it's more of like, uh, you know, yeah. just music and, and in-betweens and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, until people get back into the cars again. Yeah. yeah. Get stuck in traffic. Yeah. yeah. Basically, what we're doing now with you guys on podcasts. Correct. So we're just capturing you while you're stuck in the traffic for a while. Don't worry, there's no ads <laughs> going to pop up in 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're not on premium. Yes. <laughs> oh, we can help you. And right now, it's when the Spotify will pop up okay no but yeah um <laughs> so djing was kind of where we first kind of heard about you yes yeah. the morning show mm-hmm. i think because we obviously were driving to college in the morning and your name pops up and then your face is on the freaking like yeah the billboard. bridge and, billboards yeah. and everything yeah, yeah. Uh, i i, I uh, very clearly okay, remember i feel like there's a there's a, we gotta unpack this one in a bit <laughs> no because i remember when your channel started i yeah. remember it was after some taylor's event in wong fu right yeah they really went all out and use your youtube branding yeah. on the bunting no i remember prior to that it was yeah. always uh morning uh morning crew with 
and Jin, right? right. Yeah. But then after Sunny a while, became it's and Genie Boy correct, TV. Correct. Oh, and Genie yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genie Boy, yeah. So, so the backstory to that is uh, when I was in radio, I was not, I was never allowed. Okay, here's a funny story. Right. I got the nickname Genie Boy from Ian. He okay, called yeah. me Ginny Boy because I was the youngest uh, radio DJ time, to join right. hits. I was the new kid. So they called me Jin. But, you know, to make fun of me, he's like, hey, Ginny Boy, uh, you, you know, so good, whatever. And they and, and when they saw I didn't like <laughs> being called Ginny Boy, they kept, they kept, they kept calling they kept me Ginny yeah, Boy. Yeah. Uh, and then the only reason why the nickname stuck was because uh, before Twitter was invented, and then mm. when Twitter came, see how old I am. Oh, boy. Uh, when Twitter came into the picture, we were all actually supposed to look for our nickname on right. Twitter so Ian got his right. you know his name Ian Nazrin uh, everybody else got theirs like Natalie Kniss wow you know it's such a unique name <laughs> who's gonna steal it yeah who's gonna steal it <laughs> and for me like Jin your username's taken I was like ah crap <laughs> Jin 1, Jin 2, Jin 3 like, you know, it will <laughs> right. freaking like uh, oh how about Jin 01 or 1A4 or whatever so for me it's like I put that Ginny boy nobody took it oh for boy. obvious reasons because oh, it sounds so gay <laughs> oh okay. boy yep, and yep. that's how I got the nickname yep. and, 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 and it stuck it's ever it's since stuck. yeah <laughs> It's like the gamer tag that you don't. Oh, it's like the first email that your auntie will make you in high school. Yeah. And then for some weird reason, like it's an abusive relationship, you just stick to it. Yeah. Okay, just but keep I think just kind it, of you know? to, to, to wrap up that chapter of radio. So that was your. It was definitely the. I don't know. I feel like you you did a lot of things prior to radio, mm. and even more after radio. So mm-hmm. I think for everyone who doesn't know, uh, besides having a YouTube channel and being an ex DJ, Jin is a entrepreneur. He is an ambassador for several brands. Oh, mm. I. Uh, you know, okay. I never mm. ever understood the the term entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, or I never thought that I yeah, am right. an entrepreneur. Right. Until one day, someone, someone like tells you, me, you "Oh, are, you're right. an entrepreneur." I'm yeah, like, yeah. "How? Yeah, I don't make apps, <laughs> and and I, I don't I don't you know I don't make uh, e wallets or whatever, not, right? Right. And, and make apps to well, whatever, whatever. Well, basically, any actually, I, I would feel like the term is kind of like very flamboyant nowadays. Yeah. yeah. The minute you're self employed. You're entrepreneur. an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, that kind in, of thing. In some sense, it right. it meets the criteria of the definition of the word. But okay, mm. in a, in in a different way to put it, Jin's a Jin's a great businessman. Mm-mm. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, with, with regards to that, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, everyone learns like as they go. When you're being put into a spot, like for example, okay, I started the YouTube channel in 2011. Yeah, I yep. start, just started it. Again, yep. you know, the name Ginny Boy TV came about because I couldn't choose a cooler name. Everything was taken and nobody chose Ginny Boy TV. Yeah. Actually, somebody took Ginny Boy and I put a TV behind it. <laughs> um, and, and we weren't really running a business uh, off the YouTube channel right. only until after like three years. Yeah. You so, were kind of using it for uh, celebrity interviews, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, I was. Right? And when, when I started the channel, it was mainly for celebrity interviews. Yes. Anytime I went out, I had a camera with me. I filmed myself interviewing people. Right. And then um, I would just, uh, you know, just just like yeah. put it up on YouTube, edit it, it and stuff. It kind of still had uh, hits branding on it. Yes. They kind of used you to like, hey, you film lah, and then yeah. you put it there, right? Yeah. So and then, and then they, they said, that, okay, you know what? We will have right. our own channel. We'll put you it up can. on our channel. Yeah. You can not do it anymore. Well, one of the um, bad business moves that have been made. But yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> hey, at least they gave you one channel. Yeah. Um, and then I think after a while, you slowly, I think there was that one day you announced that, you know what? I'm going to stop being a DJ and let's just go all out yeah. doing YouTube, right? So, okay. So uh, when I started the YouTube channel, I was, still, I was still doing radio. I was right. still doing the night show. But when the whole thing exploded, they took me and they put me on the morning show just yes. like overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. Like love hits to to bits, but 
doing the morning show was not something that I wanted to do. Yeah, the, the sleeping hours and the working hours yeah. did not work for normal human beings. It's it's uh it's yeah. like it's like you're having a baby la. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. You had to wake up like in a wee hours. No go, what does that feel like? So so I, I, I was contracted for three years only because uh there was a steady paycheck. Hmm. Um and um I think like at the end of the three years I was t- telling myself like, okay, what do I do? I don't love I don't wanna wake up. Right. I like making videos. And, uh, you know, I feel like uh, it's a killer. At that point in time, I thought it was very selfish of me to think that I was like holding myself back. Uh, no, like when I thought to myself, oh, I'm holding myself back by working radio, I should leave and do my own thing. Yeah. I felt very selfish. Right. So I told my boss, look, uh, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to renew my contract. I'm going to go out and do this YouTube thing. If I fail, I'll come back. Can or not? <laughs> and, he looked at, and he looked at me, he's like, <sighs> and then uh, but you know i had to serve six months because they had right. to look for the next morning crew yeah. yes and when i left um i was jobless uh i just got a new home um and you know, i was serving the loan mm. um michelle was just at a new job mm. and i was on the verge of kind of going like broke in a sense where I looked at my bank account. I was like, "Okay, what am I gonna do?" Hmm. So that was pretty. That was a probably the scariest Actually, part of my life. It was quite similar to what what I experienced because when we decided to try the YouTube thing out, I had just finished my degree. I told my mom, "Hey, can I do this?" And my mom gave me like a one year thing. Mm-hmm. I told my mom, "If I don't do this in a year, I'll do whatever you want me to do." Oh after yeah, that. I remember you right? saying that. Yeah, there was this trade. Also, at the time, I think. Uh, just getting into the relationship with with Suyin as well, a lot of question marks. So it's not as easy. I think I don't think there's a right time to change into this job. Yeah, right. Mine, but mine was a bit different because I came out of college doing that. Like, how was it like already having a stable job mm-hmm. and then going into something like this, which was like a huge question mark at the time? Because I think people, I mean, let, I'll be honest with you guys, a mm-hmm. lot of people doubted what YouTube was. Yeah. Oh yeah, of we, course. We actually started as musicians, mm-hmm. right? And Skyward. Yeah, I mean, even before that, there oh, was okay. even before that, we were doing music covers. Right. And bands at that time, the more established ones would look down on cover bands and saying like, there's no future in YouTube covers. Yeah. We look at what things are now. But when but, they realized that YouTube could- Everyone yeah. jumped on it. Yeah, yeah they, they realized that it, YouTube right? could bring you like you know to bigger audiences doing covers everybody did it yeah but back then it wasn't so straight how did it feel like leaving I mean look the morning show right Mm -hmm. is the promise of a lifetime for a yeah it's like the it's like the corporate ladder that's that's the CEO yeah that's the idea how did it feel leaving something like that like what went through your system I mean thinking about your boss aside right what actually made you think like you know what I'm gonna do this oh well okay in the last six months of my contract I was freaking out because it's like, should I leave? Should I not leave? Should I leave? Should I not leave? Should I leave? Should I not leave? You know? And then um, just amount, this amount of stress that radio is being right. uh, putting on me because number one, you're supposed to be funny. And I told them, look, I'm not funny <laughs> and don't force me to be funny. So right, right. if you if you listen to the show, the reason why you know I'm always bullied on air, it's a, it's a gimmick. Right. It's, it's, it's a strategy. So right. Ian will always be the cool guy uh, making bullies, fun. Yeah, right. A small guy making fun of a big guy. Right, so right. that's the strategy and it works. Yeah, and right. it, it's not the only strategy that's being used here. It's right, being right. used worldwide. So you always have that small TV body that mm. always is stronger than all Kevin the other giants. Rock. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. stuff like that. So uh, from a steady paycheck that, you know, when uh, it was it was scary. I was, yeah. it's like, um, first things first, I told Michelle, it's like, hey, uh, if I decide to leave and I don't earn enough money, are you going to leave me? <laughs> I was going to say, please don't leave me. Yeah, because yeah. my mom always tells me that, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, when you yeah. earn money, the girls will stick to you and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And Michelle was like, no, I will still stay and support whatever you do. So, Shout um, out Michelle. 
and uh it was uh it was it was it was scary but i think um so ruben ruben was actually with me on this already mm. um and i was the one who told him like hey why don't you quit your job <laughs> <laughs> you like quit if you I, quit if i'm gonna die bring we one quit. of you with me <laughs> I told him, like, he was working for uh, he was working for uh, for uh, for an age, uh, advertising agency. Right. Yes. And I told him like, hey, uh, do you think you wanna quit this job and do this full time? And you know, if it doesn't work out, <laughs> I just go back to it. I would I, I would pay you for your time. Right. And then maybe you can go back to doing whatever right. you're doing lah. Right. And you know, um, in, in the midst of finding ourselves and I mean, in the midst of me trying to understand how to run a business, I mean, he went to doing lecturing, part time mm. jobs and stuff like that. Right. And then we did get like one or two jobs coming in every like four months, five months. And then like, yeah, um, was, and then that's rough, where, yeah. um, you know, uh, things started to pick up a bit. Then Michelle said, okay, uh, I'm quitting my job and I'm coming to work with you. Oh. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it's, to be honest, I think Michelle kind of turned the whole company over mm. because she brought her expertise. expertise and her connections and her network onto uh, the yeah. business. Wow. And uh, yeah, it mm. was insane. So mm. I like, 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 look, anyone, everyone could not, cannot be a master, a jack of all trades. Like, you know, you cannot yeah. be a creator, you cannot be a businessman, you cannot be a salesperson, you cannot be there. Yeah. You know, like for me, as we, when we found out very clear cut of what I was good at, I was good at, I was good at presenting, I was good at writing stories, I was yeah. good at like, you know, trying to manage the creative side mm. and Michelle was great at sales and stuff like that. We went out like that. And yeah. then, you know, everybody, and, and it's something that you learned throughout the way. And then, yeah. you know, when you, when you start doing a YouTube channel and you suddenly have this amount of fame that comes to you yeah. you always like, oh you know what i need a manager to represent me you know what i mean this is bullshit yeah. and then i realized that hey you know what <laughs> why do i need someone to represent i just go out True. straight and talk to the person straight yeah, yeah. and it, 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 it's it, more clear it's, cut it's more clear cut and it's more genuine in that sense right, right? Mm -hmm. if i really want your business i'm gonna go out there and try to convince you to yeah. spend money with us yeah. yeah so i guess like when you have all these things like out the window um, you know, I guess we found our, our, our common, ground. Cool, yeah. common ground. Cool, common ground. No plug there, but and 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 <laughs> <laughs> we just expanded. And, right. and for me, it's like every new idea that came, I said that hey, I have this idea. Can we do it? And then we started a, a production, a, a production arm to do like more high quality videos. Right. Yeah. I said, hey, how about this? Can we build talents? And then I started. A, a, I started yeah. a talent agency. Hey, could we do a podcast? I started a podcast, uh, podcast show, mm -hmm. and I built a studio that people can basically come in and do their shows mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I guess you know, it le you learn along the way. There's no right or wrong. But for me, it's like, I'm it's, just grateful. Uh. It's a lot of hard work. Right? Oh, a lot of hard because, work. Because like, before we just we were just talking about it. Uh, kids will come up, you know, college, high school, toys, and stuff like that. Everyone wants to be a YouTuber. Yeah. But you kind of summarize it really nicely. It, being a YouTuber is not just about hey, I'm gonna make a video, I'm gonna put it up and cross my fingers get paid at the end of the month there's so many things you got to do yeah and in in this country being a youtuber because of the horrible adsense <laughs> you you <laughs> can't you can't live man. on being a youtuber you have to have someone who is like okay how do we go out there and get some brands to work with us yeah unfortunately that's that's a bread and butter how do you expand the business and after a few years how do you expand it some more yeah i think that steep learning curve is what a lot of people miss out because you're on your own yeah like i think if, yeah yeah i think um like adding to that, what you said, right. a lot of people ask you, "How I want to be a YouTuber." Right. Let me translate that. <laughs> I want to be famous. That's Ooh, what they're trying to that, say. I, I, yeah, the glitz and the glam is the yeah. main attraction. You but will yeah. enjoy the fame until you're like 25. Then when you go 26 and up and you have a girlfriend that's been with you yeah. for two to three years, then you hide from people because you're always afraid that if I post a picture of my girlfriend, people will, my fan base will go down, bullshit. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> so when when you see right when they, when they do that and they come to a realization point at like 27 years yeah. old it's too late then it's 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 a different ball game altogether i feel like then reality hits reality hits right? hard man oh yeah because as much as you want to enjoy yourself when mm. you're dating someone or you want to build a life people want a normal life yeah yeah they do yeah people just want can i go home and have dinner with you safely <laughs> and possibly have a kid you know <laughs> like and, and those are things that the youtube fame well to be honest if we if we watch like the western scene right like yeah. that is not stability that we see anywhere to be honest Okay, we've been talking about a lot of the background uh, and pretty much how whoop, <laughs> oh, pretty oh. much how everything started and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think we all met each other yep. uh, at a very interesting time. Yeah. It's when the time where the scene was anyone's guess. No one knew what was going on. No one knew. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. If you thought you didn't want to be a businessman, we were fresh out of college and wondering like, is this even something we can but, do? But that's the funny thing though. Right? When, when you came out of college and you started, I think your business called The Core Studios. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was, I was thinking to myself like, shit, these guys have got it all figured out. Oh, so Brian, man. Can, can, yeah. Actually, can so we tell you the real Brian. reason why we called me? I'll be very honest with you, right? Yeah. We think we had talked. Guys, uh, brands don't want to work with us if they know us as youtube.com slash terming thing. Oh. We need something that has a Cendian bar at the back. Yeah. Right. That was, that actually, that was the main reason. Okay. Because it was easier to be more legitimate as a company when you work with people, right? That was the only thing we knew. So right. we said, okay, call. Let's put the studios at the back, like how people put TV and a channel. Yeah, because and I remember things. at the time, because so so we had a conversation about this because <laughs> people knew you as Jin from radio and they yeah. come into this. Uh, Dan Koo had the word productions. Oh, Green yeah. had the word films. Yeah. Oh. And we were just like, the main, main thing, thing. Like, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a like, okay, like a okay. dessert, you know? Yeah. So we're like, okay, we need to make this a little bit more legit. formal. Yeah. More make legit. it sound like uh, if you meet the CEO and start up meeting with him, like, I'm meeting who? What? Who this boy? What thing? You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which okay, we, which yeah. But also I think at that time because we were combating, there was a lot of uh the whole sellout thing was hitting quite hard at the first early years, sell, right? Sell Being out. the sellout, right? Okay, yeah. Wow, so many brands on your channel and everything. And we were just trying to create a divide, like let's not put too many branded things on TMT mm -hmm. so we can do things for brands outside somewhere. Oh, okay. In a nutshell, That's Core a Studios. Smart move though. Which was it's still running to today. So That's great. it helped it helped a bit. It helped a bit. Um but okay, we talked a lot about stability. The truth of the matter is in the beginning years, there was a lot of instability. Oh. And because everyone was, I think it was a very interesting time. And uh, we were all trying to figure out what to do. I think a, a lot of people were pretty insecure about everything they were doing. Yeah. And someone when you're in the public eye every other day. Yeah. Uh, you guys, I don't know whether it's a thing that audiences know, but the politics in the YouTube scene were pretty intense. Yeah, we got politics. Uh, yeah, it was pretty intense because it was an unsaid thing. But <laughs> a lot of people are hearing this for the first time be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? TMT and JTV, what? we have politics. Actually, it wasn't, actually, I can say this now. It wasn't even you guys first. Out of nowhere, our yeah. audience started comparing us to Joseph Germani. Oh. That was actually our first dive into it. And I remember meeting him for the first time in an event. Right. And I'm like, hey, I've never met you before. But he was like, you know, oh, okay. but, but today I just learned that's his face and it's pretty much Joseph just a quiet guy. Joseph Joseph's a really quiet guy. Yeah, but is. I think there was a lot of things that started out because everyone was just trying to make it yeah. and we didn't know whether there was food on the plate. Today we know it very differently. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. I think like uh 
Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it, it's, it's like along the same line you're saying. Right. So like everybody started with Young. We right. think that it's competition. Right. We think that if they did a brand, let's say for example, you guys were with brand A. Crap, right. we, won't, we won't be able to work with brand A. They right. took our business, they took everything. Right. And then you start comparing and you're like, oh yeah. crap, you know, what did they do? We can do better yeah. than them. Then, then it, became, is like, it became very territorial. All right. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, I don't think, I mean like I'll admit, I don't think it's only just between like the both of our channels, but right. it's everyone in general, yeah. even until today, everyone is just like, Oh, you know, I kind of want to kind of be selfish right. and right. only look out for myself right. rather than, um, you know, like, okay, like for me, I, I kind of realized that along the way working and when you run a business, like for me, if you look at my channel, okay, like half the time I don't appear, um, <laughs> but we work right. with everyone. I work with, yeah. I work with uh, Mingyu on like films and stuff like yes. that. And I realized that, hey, you know, um, you got to do it together. You got to do it together. Yeah. But like, okay, this is not me being salty, but I don't expect anything in return. <laughs> right. All right. Like okay. for me, it's like, I, I, I have given a lot of jobs out. Right. Yes. To you a still lot do. of people. You still do. I still do yeah. to a lot of people in, in, in the, in the industry. Yeah. yeah. I've never had, I mean, gala, but most of them never, ever return a favor. Not that I'm expecting to. Right. Right. But you know, none of them have ever asked like, hey man, do you think you want to do this and stuff like that? Because it maybe they assume that I'm too expensive. Right, yeah. right. Like here's what, like, you know, I've worked with some YouTubers right. and they work with big brands and they said that can you appear? And right. I've not charged up a single cent. Well, because right. I, I I mean, okay, I can, I'll name it. For, for Jared, I said that yeah. please don't pay me. Right, yeah. right. And he said he was going to pay me this amount. I was like, oh, no, just pay me a bit. Because right. why? Why do I, right. I don't feel comfortable making money off, um, of like friends. But you know, the thing is, I know it's contradicting what I'm trying to say, right. that you know, oh, nobody's ever returning favors. Right. Like, it's more of like, what I'm trying to say is like, no one's looking out for each yeah. other. Yeah. Everyone is just looking out for themselves. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of shitty to, to, to see that because um, I remember telling everyone that, hey, you know what? Uh, the more creators that we have, the more YouTubers that we have in this industry, yeah. it's cool that when brands have like a campaign and they come up and they say that, hey, I want to work with the digital space because we become the default and that's we're the amazing. Space. Yeah, 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 we're the space. And, yeah. we, and that, it means that we have already won. Right. Because back then when I was in radio, the first thing is when the brand releases something, okay, cool, uh, we're gonna do traditional, okay, above the line, below the line, okay, let's do cinema, let's do TV, let's do newspapers, let's do magazines and whatever not. But now these days, it's more of like, hey, uh, influencers, okay, YouTubers and everything. Yeah. We, it that means that, you know, yeah. we are the top default. Of minor, we're yeah, the top yeah. of the minor, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember there was a time where we had this big event called the OMG. Oh yeah. Right, that was the, first and last time that community happened. I know. Which was quite sad because I think- There's YouTube, a lot of power in, in, yeah, the, were, in the first five, man. Yeah. Because, I'm just gonna say it like, it was like, the, like, it was like the, oh shucks, man. Yeah. What that, a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> because I think YouTube was essentially built on community, right? Yeah. And in Malaysia, I think, the younger versions of ourselves definitely did not see the fact that there were only five of us. Yeah, of course. And there was like not many other people popping up anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I think, <laughs> I think that was something that everyone had to go through in their own way. Mm -hmm. There was, I mean, let's not even, I, I, okay, I will bring it in a bit. Mm -hmm. What really made me appreciate the community here, no matter what was happening, was when I saw communities outside the country, yeah. uh, not just one country, the international scenes mm -hmm. and the, 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 the things that happened there and they might be a, even a smaller industry there. Yep. But the in my mind, it's like, you guys only have yourselves. Mm -hmm. The TV stars aren't going to fight for you. Yeah. The radio personalities aren't going to fight for you. And you guys only have like three people or four people who are making waves. Mm -hmm. And you guys want to like, you know, be fight territorial about from, this. From, uh, from like why? why? Why would you do this? Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are in the best position. And then it, it it kind of like, I don't know, recently it has been, a, all right, people, again, I don't think people know this. We're not so public with shade and drama in, yeah. in KL, right? Yeah, we're but not. I think, I think recently everyone's kind of grown up. Everyone kind yeah. of grown past things. It's yes. like everyone has grown up. Yeah. But 
a lot of them have grown into different industries. Yeah, we've all grown very separate. Yeah. The, the remaining few is like, I've al- I always see you when yeah. we go and pitch stuff because it's basically... Cool. <laughs> but I think what... what uh, clients don't expect is yep. when we cannot do it we would suggest you yeah or we would actually we only can suggest you recently only dan hey Dwayne, what's up do you even listen to podcasts then but recently only dan I has come know. back with youtube videos yeah so for a very long time i think what people don't see or maybe if you're in like from singapore or indonesia or whatever scene clients don't expect it when you say like i can't I, maybe i'm not the best fit you might want to try gin mm-hmm. or i'm not the best fit you might want to try jared that kind of thing yep. this this kind of cooperation is not something people are used to yeah. but it took a while to get here just just saying uh, a lot of people would pitch you against each other yeah because i think the normal mindset of an industry is like so yeah like um like for i mean this is a common practice i guess you know right. agency will, will come to you then will come to me hmm. now they'll go to other youtubers get the best price get the best price and then yeah. go pitch it to the client and right. then based on what they think they could basically earn off of yeah they would pitch that particular channel maybe i'm not saying that they do right and then you know when they get the job and let's say for example let's say for example brand a came to you came to me right and then uh i know that I, I they came to me and I know that Brent Ace has a potential of working with me right. and then you guys got it and I'll be like I'll be like dang it right. dang it right. dang yeah. it <laughs> right. yeah so I think like when you're young you tend to always like you know yeah. uh, compare yourself and then always try to say oh how come we can't get it you know yeah. no, and you always like that ego be like oh don't you think I'm better you know why, yeah, why yeah, yeah. you know is it us is it a prize and you still you just start thinking a lot of things your mind plays a lot of tricks yeah. on you and stuff like that and even more so because this industry is based on social media number one. Oh yeah and the response is literally immediate mm-hmm. yeah. i think there was a time where youtube boom like it just blew up oh yeah right and it, it's kind of funny because at that time where we should have felt comfort that a lot of people are listening to us mm-hmm. when the competition happened it felt like no no we need more people to listen to us yeah. Yeah, are, yeah. are we doing the wrong thing are we not doing this right now man if uh ourselves five years ago could hear what this is i think the scene will be very different but yeah hey, it will be uh this this is a good time to put a plug in we're going to be talking more about this over at hey mamak sessions yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know how to plug in on spotify to be honest uh, yeah, that's how, how you do it so if you're listening on spotify you can yeah. watch uh the takeaway table or just a table talk on, table t- yeah. On, yeah. on youtube one of the above yeah on and then spotify search up mamak sessions uh yes. there's only one result because no one else in the world uses Correct. mamak yeah. so you pretty much find it. it's a nice yellow <laughs> yellow background it was yellow it background. was like uh it was like uh how to say uh a, a comedy that I used to tell my friends hey right. John mama session can I, can I be honest we almost named this mama session oh too. really oh my god it, it was one of the options no joke, it was man. one of the options oh my god <laughs> yeah alright we will definitely be talking more about this topic uh, yeah. on, on mama sessions but moving on from this I think one thing that we really wanted to ask you yeah. because uh, of where you've been able to go mm-hmm. I think when you're, you're when you were spearheading when you're still spearheading the YouTube community in Malaysia yep. you've had a lot of exposure outside mm-hmm. and because I think we're listening to this on Malaysia today Malaysia Day, right? Yeah. Um, happy Malaysia Day. Happy Malaysia Day. Happy um, Malaysia Day. A very big thing that we face as well when yep. you become a Malaysian creator mm-hmm. is that comparison to foreign stuff. Right. Why I like to watch the Angmo show and not this. And mm-hmm. you've been on the other side, literally. Yeah. With Asians in the Angmo land. Uh-huh. And you've been on radio and you've been in the entertainment industry. What is this whole perspective of foreign is better? Um, I think when I was working in radio, yeah, there is the West is best mentality. Everybody yeah. thought of that. Um, yeah. Because um, all mainstream media were only playing things from the West. Mm. Yeah. And I think mainstream media, I would say mainstream media because they are the biggest influence at that point in time. Right. We had nowhere else to go when it, come to, when it came to, um, you know, 
Um, there was no homegrown indie yeah, scene, right? There yeah. is, but it was not just, you know, they didn't have that much right. of backing in terms of fundings to promote it. I right. mean, what makes a great movie sell? Right. Millions and millions of dollars of marketing budget. Which like, we don't have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, today's, today, right, when you go to cinemas, some Hollywood movies, right, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they still make like a few million in box office. Yeah. Why? Market- yeah. yeah, it's because of marketing. Yeah. So the thing is, I I, I mean, I, I've, I read about this in, in, in an article. I think Sharifah Armani uh, talked about it very briefly. I won't go mm. into, I won't, do, I don't, I won't, I don't, I won't go in depth into it. I don't want to misquote her. But I mean, in, in my understanding, I feel like um, the, the content industry, the film industry in Malaysia is a long way to go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And in supporting their own homegrown stuff. I mean, like, look, just the other night, I watched Fly By Night. Did you guys watch Fly By, Fly night? by night? No, I've heard a lot of. It's it. a Netflix now, right? It, yeah, it's so a Netflix now. It's yeah. I mean, I wish I went to the cinemas. Like, it's a support. Chinese show, right? It's a Chinese yeah, show, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, it's in a Malaysian setting. Yeah. To be honest, it's better than some of the Hong Kong gangster movies out there. Like, right. It's directed by Zahe Omar by a Malay director, and right. it's like a Chinese film. You yeah, know? Yeah. Fun fact: uh, one of the cast in Fly by Night is also on GTV. Oh, uh, love at first sight. Uh, yes. What's his name? It's his uh, Chegu Chong, Fabian. Chegu Chong, Fabian. Yeah. Fabian. There we go. It's Same so guy. weird seeing yeah. Chegu Chong be a gangster. Gangster, right? Yeah. 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 His so image is totally <laughs> different. Yeah. yeah. So the funny thing is like, you know, I have, okay, in, the, in my line of work, I've been really lucky to meet a lot of people overseas, whether it's celebrities and stuff like that. Some of the celebrities I do keep in touch with. Right. Um, and mostly YouTubers because the YouTube community was, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. Right. I've, 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 I've been able to meet a lot of YouTubers uh, from different, different countries, mainly from LA and states like that. Yeah. You may think that, okay, they, you know, the first thing when, the first time when I started doing YouTube, people think, oh, you're a Wong Fu wannabe. Oh, mm. oh we got that a lot as yeah. well. You guys are Wong Fu wannabes. Do short film Wong Fu wannabes. You do a, <sighs> copy, you do, copy, you do a copy. vlog. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're a Logan Paul wannabe. wannabe. Casey Neistat yeah. wannabe. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if you do funny, like if you, like Joseph, Joseph Jamani, yeah. when he did his own, like skits on oh you're a Ryan Higgins wannabe yeah yeah. Yep. everybody just automatically labeled everyone like that yeah. but the thing is like why why you know why yeah. because people were not used to seeing our own local homegrown people create content make our own stuff because yeah. nobody nobody did it yeah. and when people started doing it you know people don't know they're like okay what am I supposed to react to this it's funny yeah. but it I think it was like funnier yeah. you know and but, as Asians I think we tend to judge our first reaction is to judge. And yeah. so that, that's why there that, that was that immediate E, you're trying to be like this and yeah, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is like, everybody in the States, uh, you know, after we connected, they watch all of our stuff. They watch your stuff. Wong Fu watches your stuff. They watch oh, my yeah. stuff. And then once in a while, they'll just text, hey man, I, I saw this and it's, it's pretty great. It's great what you guys did. Or it's, it's some pretty good stuff. Right. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Right. And you see, the thing is, they, they think the same too. Like, sometimes they were like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, you know, and here you are thinking about yourself like, ah oh, man, I wish I would have thought of what they did in the states. Yeah, and then when they came and said, oh, I never actually thought of doing it that way, and be like, oh, that's you're really still humbling. human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I would say that um, social media has given a lot of opportunity to yeah. the 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 creators, the un, un basically the untapped market of creators to basically showcase their talent and stuff like that for yeah. people to be basically accept the fact that, hey, this is our uh, local talent. This is our local uh, culture and uh, being featured uh, into comedy sketch uh, uh, sketches and stuff like that to be watched by hundreds of thousands of people from around the world. Represent. Kind of, yeah, basically made it more acceptable more normal for people like yeah you yeah. know what yeah you know what look at look at michelle yo she goes on star star trek right so and, <laughs> and talk about langkawi and speak the yeah. malaysian slang so yeah. you know 
if Americans can make fun of the Chinese language and speak like that, you yeah. know, which is a horrible accent, it's, right? I don't even know where it's from, to be honest. So yeah. that's just an accent. So yeah. what's wrong with our accent? Yeah. yeah, that to be honest, our accent sounds so much better than the so-called uh, American trying to make a sound Asian yeah. accent. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't even understand that. To be honest, <laughs> I think it's a double-edged sword when when pe- like kids. Uh, who diss Malaysian content or like audiences who don't like local suddenly they flip and like hey I want to become a YouTuber and suddenly you're confronted with all this kind of your own perspectives of like yo whoa, West is best oh no one's ever going to support me why? because you never supported your own local stuff Yeah, and and I I, I mean the for a lack of a better example, I know like, I think it was you guys who was trying to push the, the Malaysian 10 when you guys on radio, right? Yeah. To give a space for someone to play Malaysian music on radio. So hits, uh, that was, I think, Jake Man's idea. Right. He was, that there's a Malaysian English top 10 that plays every Sunday right. to play Malaysian right. uh, music. But what I wished was for that Malaysian English top 10 to be on the regular exactly. rotation. Like even, it was a small step. Yeah. But uh, I think it only will happen like, with a change of mindset particularly because like even though when we're doing YouTube stuff right we do know production houses mm-hmm. and they will always say like wow they wish we can do this they wish mm-hmm. they could do that and I'm here looking at like you guys got like 10 times more resources than us yeah 10 times more skill and we the difference is we really do not hesitate spending our own money making our own content for no brands mm-hmm. and I think until that changes uh a lot of a lot of local stuff uh, begins that the perception of that change begins with us mm-hmm. as creators. I'm only saying this because it's hey, it's Malaysia Day and yeah. we're all Malaysia domain. <laughs> um, as much as I would love to say it's an audience mindset, as a creator in Malaysia, if we don't get past the own mindset of like, hey, we're never going to make something better than, yeah. well, uh, Marvel, uh, unless we set our sights that high. And it's always nice to know that, uh, I think you brought Wong, when you brought Wong Fu over as well, yeah. uh, that whole scene is very aware of any English Chinese content, English yeah. made by Asians content yeah. all over the world, that 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 bridge to the international scene is getting shorter and shorter every year yeah. because of the internet. Um, and that mindset, I guess, what, wow, if there's any goal, I think that has been a really nice add-on to this whole thing that we've been doing on YouTube mm-hmm. is that because we don't sound too ching chong anymore, <laughs> uh, we can make content that is put out there to the world. Of course. Obviously, we do not have, I mean, the millions of views that's on the videos. Mm-hmm. It's not all by Malaysians. It's yeah. like uh, it's by Malaysians staying overseas. No, it's it's by all basically. Angmos are watching. Foreign people are watching. International people are watching. I think that mindset. Indian of people are watching. India's Indian <laughs> series. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Actually, it's true. We had an influx of like Indian audiences exactly. out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. And and you know and they right. they, they say oh I can relate to this. I was like what oh, what right. wow okay cool right right that. <laughs> There we go. Um, I, I think what I'm trying to get at is like, I Show think Bob. it is Malaysian. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Sorry. I think what I'm trying to say is like, I think if there's anything I would like to say on like, this Malaysia day uh, is that we have pretty good stuff happening in Malaysia itself. And that support that we could have loved to have uh, all this time, uh, please la, support local. Yeah. always support local things and it's not because it's not as easy as you think uh, trying to start up something and only to have your own local audiences compare it to like hey you copy cat you know oh yeah uh, please don't uh, please, uh, please help us a bit uh. yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Marvel and uh, Disney stuff right you know there are a lot of animators who did they're Marvel they're all, they're all, all Asians yeah. 
Correct. Oh yeah, the one who did the Spider Man, all the well, you know, the star, the star wrote an article about it. It's done by a Malaysian. Yeah, right. we interviewed a Malaysian who basically all the texture, all the texture of hair in uh, Inside Out. Right, like it's all yeah. done by a Malaysian girl. Yeah, yeah. Even the Life of Pi, all the studios are. Like, yes, yeah. it was yeah. in Malaysia. All here. So why do they doubt our Malaysian talent? I think and to be honest, yeah. Is it we need to stem the cover and the thumbnail with Angmo face? I, 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 oh. <laughs> I feel like maybe this Malaysia Day is just a good opportunity for us to kind of think about all that mm. uh, the grass is greener on the other side right like having that mentality all the time it, it's, uh, it's 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 great well, technically yeah. now the grass ain't too green on the other side with the Amazon exactly. burning so, oh, yeah. so oh. It's, it's a bit greener here Sick to be burns. honest like, literal. oh but uh, <laughs> literally oh, but no I man. think I, I think right. we're, we're in a we're in a very good place as Malaysians to kind of look back and examine ourselves we I mean we don't like the content that's that that's being locally made so that's why we make our own content yeah. right but the younger generation are coming out to make amazing Correct. content. Mm. And again, because I just watched it, I'll say Zahe Omar did Love something. Night, man. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. Mm. I watched it, I was like, whoa. Mm-mm. Yeah, guys. Whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's a YouTube series, whether it's a film, whether it's music from people like, you know, Nick, Sekhar, Lost Spaces, all these people, so freaking amazing. And I feel like there's so much room to grow, um, mm. but it's not going to happen if we don't give it a chance to grow. Right. right? To wrap this up, before you guys head over or if you're coming over for Mama Sessions, uh, yeah. what is something you would like to tell the big-eyed, wondering audience, Jin, that uh, are coming up to you and Jin, you are the you know role model, I want to be everything. Maybe I want to become DJ first before I become YouTuber uh, because I want to be big. What's the nice? <laughs> I'm a horrible role model. Oh. Don't follow me. Actually, to be honest, like, I, I won't dwell too much into this. Mm. But that one person that was a really big role model to me, uh, that basically made me, I, to be honest, I'm copying whatever he's doing. I won't say copying. Whatever mm. he do, I do. It's Wang Li Hong. Um, um, I was very Hong. lucky to meet him when I was 13 years old. Hey, we, I know the picture. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I, I met him uh, for different, different years. Right, right. And uh, Fanboy here. Only because like, you know, my family member used to manage his promo. Uh, so we were lucky enough to meet him and his family. And meeting him before he became famous. And then as he became famous, he became like, you know, there's a layer yeah. of bodyguards all over. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one thing still remained through. He was a really down to earth, humble guy. Mm. And then, you know, I in my when I, that kid in me at that time when I was 15 years old said, I want to be him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be him. Oh, he's doing, he's singing. Okay, I'll do music. That's why I had a band. Oh, Ooh. he's doing, he's doing directing. He's making music videos. Okay, I want to make music videos. And that's why I got into music videos and stuff like that. And yeah, so, you know, it's great to have a role model. Mm-mm. I won't say I'm the best role model, but you know, um, it's always, yeah, it's always good to have a role model and look up to that person. And then when people say that you start, you're, you're copying that, that person's yeah you know why because that person inspired you yeah. but yeah. further down the line you're gonna find your own true self and then yeah. you know that own true self <clears throat> is gonna come out and shine right. so you know my one word to everyone out there is like you know always just you know it's, it's great it's always great to follow mm. if you're gonna make vlogs and people call you a Casey Neistat copycat yeah okay cool no problem hey, at least you're making something you're making something but you know yeah. you're, you're gonna take that very personally and then yeah. you're gonna try to get away from the whole Casey nice yeah. type, uh, mindset yeah. and then you're gonna find your own style yeah. and yeah. you know um, and and before you know it you know you're, you're on your own and you're doing better and then that's it you know and yeah. then you're gonna be saying the same thing when you come on the the, the table talk and say that <laughs> yeah you know you know yeah. Be yourself. Be like yourself. When we're 60 years old. Long <laughs> uh, thanks so much Jin for joining us today. Many of you have anything to say to sweet people of the earth? Uh, man, let's just, just, just try to waste less guys.
Sorry? Waste, just zero waste, man. Let's try it. Okay. I can't do it, but maybe some of you can. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Have a great uh, Malaysia Day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Locally Made. I mean, if you tune into YouTube, you can see it's really locally made. We all yeah. made this today. Legit. Legit. You can listen to Table Talk on Spotify, on iTunes, and also on YouTube if you want to see their That's beautiful right. faces. That is absolutely accurate. Uh, hope you guys can stop over at Mamak Sessions after this for part two of this. We are literally heading it's to Jin Studio after no, this. No, we're actually going over, but I think the, the our podcast might come out earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, maybe, maybe. Oh, wait. My, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Podcast no, is coming out my mind my, my might come out before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so whatever week. it is, Right? Listen to both, man. Listen let's, to let's both go. to get a major insight on whatever the YouTube community and how it's evolved and, oh, and yeah. everything. Ooh, excited for that yeah, one. Yeah, this, if this was the appetizer to the spice that might be on my sessions. That's oh. right. Oh. Thanks for being uh, here with us, Jin. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. Be sweet, be safe, get nasty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>